You are listening to the WW Phil Podcast, your guide to feel good. Phil is an everyday guy who wanted to feel good. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Now let's join our host, Phil, for today's conversation about wellness and feeling good. Hey, family, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Super excited for this episode. Tonight, we are going to have the amazing Miss Sophie with us. So join us now as you listen to our conversation. Well, hi. Hi. How are you? I don't know what happened. I sent a request over. I know it came up and it wouldn't let me touch the screen. So I don't know if it had been too long or what, but uh, yeah, it popped up and I couldn't hit the button. So can you see my baby Yoda? Yeah, that's right. That's right. We're here now. So how are you? I'm in my son's room. Oh, okay. Oh, I love the Yoda. Heck yeah, the Yoda. That's awesome. Is this the quiet place in the house? Yeah, right now, because my husband's in our room and um, the boys are downstairs and being loud. And so I'm like, okay, I'm taking over your room. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm, I, we'll go in the first video. I turned my camera around a couple of times in this crazy area right here used to be my desk so it's kind of a hot mess but since the kindergartner is now home this public area of the office is hers and i've moved my office into the bedroom for any kind of peace quiet that i can get back there (laughs) crazy times we live in yeah our house is now a school and an office and a home (laughs) yeah Yeah. and a restaurant and what else A house with a dog. And, yeah. mm-hmm. Yep. How's <laughs> He's good. He's uh, needy as always. I'm just I'm trying sure. to figure out how far to put my camera. I feel like the camera's like all up in my face. Like, well, you look good. I like your hair. No hat. <laughs> no hat. <laughs> <laughs> I did my own hair today, and oh man, I feel like a new woman. Yeah, I tell I you what, I, I've got to go get a, a haircut some point, sometime, or I'm going to just shave my head because at some point this thing that I grow out the top will start making me look like a cockatoo, and it is so. <laughs> You're gonna have a full on mohawk. Oh, no, it's crazy. You gotta dye it like purple and green and stuff. Have fun I'm, with it. I I don't know that I'm that bold. I would do anything, but I don't know. I mean. Uh, Anyway, well, I'm super excited we get to talk. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. I know you had busy schedules and couldn't do it a couple of times and that kind of stuff when I asked, but like, man, schedules change and here we are. Yep. <laughs> We're all home now. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for a pandemic. We can all just hang out and talk. That's what we got plenty of time to do now. So, well, cool deal. Well, I always start them off the same way. As I've told you, I just really want to know like what in your life kind of led you to uh, think that WW would work for you? Where did you learn that WW was a program that helped people lose weight and that kind of stuff? A little history on WW, and then we'll just kind of go from there. Yeah, so um, actually, I didn't know much about, at the time, it was Weight Watchers. Yeah. (laughs) Still getting used to saying WW, but um, I didn't know much about it, to be honest. It was, um, I was at the end of my rope. It was about 10 years of up and down, roller coaster trying to lose weight and trying different diets and i was just like fed up and i'd seen weight watchers work for um there was actually a woman in in the office where i worked and um over the course of a year i just watched her like behind the desk just kind of shrink over the course of a year like 
and finally people started asking questions, you know, like, what are you doing? You know, everybody always wants to know if there's a magic yeah. pill or, yeah. uh, you know, and she had said that she, she did Weight Watchers and I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Like, I didn't really know much about it. I knew it was for weight loss, but yeah. I, I thought it was kind of one of those, um, programs, you know, like white, uh, you know, that where you have to eat their food and yeah. stuff like that. I didn't know. And I reached the highest weight that I'd seen on the scale. And then I just had that aha moment where I was like, that's it. Like, yeah. Whatever I've been doing is not working. I cannot do this on my own, obviously. Mm -hmm. yeah. I need to try, try something else. And um, at the time, Weight Watchers was having a joining deal, you know, like you lose 10 pounds on us. Yeah. And I was like thinking, well, I mean, at least I can get my money back if, you know, like I like a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so if I could just lose 10 pounds, at least that would get me started, you know, and I walked in those doors and um, there was a woman there who was a receptionist at the time and I knew her and just seeing that familiar face. It like, cause I was so nervous, you know, mm -hmm. you walk in those doors for the first time and I didn't know what to expect. I was scared. I was like, not, I wouldn't say ashamed, but I, I just didn't feel good in my own yeah. skin. I knew that I was at my highest weight. I didn't like the clothes I was wearing. You know, I just didn't feel confident and yeah. seeing her made me feel like so just at, peace like I, I was like okay then when I saw her yeah and um I just poured my heart out to her and I cried my eyes out like the very first day that I went into Weight Watchers I cried my eyes out to her I was at I mean I had literally reached the my breaking point yeah and she didn't offer any kind of like advice or like, you know, immediate solutions. She was just there and completely yeah. listened to me and made me feel welcome. And she didn't try to sell me on anything or try to, you know, like yeah. give me false hope or anything like that. She just, she, she knew where I, where I was coming from. And that was the first time where I felt like, you know what, I'm not alone in this because after years, 10 years of diets, trying to do it on my own, I kind of got this sense like, am I the only one that has mm -hmm. these struggles? Like, why can I not lose weight? Yeah. Like, why is this not working for me? Like, is something wrong with me? You know? And um, I, I got the sense that she actually knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. And they invited me in to attend my first workshop. And um, I didn't say anything. You know, the first few meetings, you don't really say anything. You're a bit shy in the back and, yeah. and that's okay. And I listened to people talk and it was like amazing just to me that there were so many people connected in this united kind of like understanding of like what I had been going through. And um, so from then on, like I knew that workshops were where I needed to be. Like I needed to be with people. I needed that support. And um, I'm naturally quite a social 
kind of person I like being with people and so yeah. it fit me my personality as well um, and I just decided you know what I'm gonna forget everything I think I know because you know after yeah. after dieting for that long and trying so many diets you think you're kind of the expert like yeah. you're the expert on weight down like carbs are the enemy uh, you can't eat sugar yeah like I have a whole story about bananas yeah um, but yeah so I was kind of like you know you think you know everything and after a few weeks of dating a meeting I call it date a meeting yeah I uh, I decided right I'm just gonna completely forget everything I think I know about weight loss and I'm gonna start from scratch mm -hmm. and every week in the workshops I would learn something new and I would yeah. apply it in my life and it's not just like oh okay this is the topic this week cool let's like just throw that out and then yeah. move on to the next and I'm gonna keep doing what I think I know already it was let's absorb this information let's learn it like a student mm -hmm. learning from scratch and apply it, learn how I can apply this to my life. And yeah. I did that every week. And here I am. And now it's been almost five years. Wow. So, <laughs> five years. so I went was... in there thinking I might lose 10 pounds and get my money back. And so that was, that was 20, <laughs> turned it into a lifestyle. 2015, 2016? 2015, yeah. 2015. And you walked in at your heaviest weight and your first attempt at WW? Yes. So yes. you're a one timer? I'm a one timer. Yeah. Wow, that's kind of rare. It's kind of rare. I'm only a two timer, so I I, I went for uh, about three or four months the first time, and then I quit for about a year and a half, and then I came back, and I've been at it every every day since. Not a single day have I missed since I started. Nice. The time. Yeah, absolutely. So I, you know, I think it doesn't matter how many times it you know you join. You know, we just keep we just keep trying and keep going. You know. Yeah. That's what absolutely. matters. Absolutely. Uh, it it will either uh, it'll either stick. And it'll work or you'll you'll accomplish just enough to continue on like there's just no reason ever to give up uh because you're worth it that that's one thing that i think that ww kind of uh teaches people to learn their own value and their own worth through uh all of the things that come across that way you probably won't ever have an actual weekly topic that talks about self-worth or something like that that those exact words but weave slowly through the weeks and stuff, you learn that, man, showing up for me is not a bad thing and that kind of stuff. So, mm -hmm. so tell me like back in, back in the day, 2015, you walk in there and, and like, I understand those moments where I've cried in a workshop more than probably any guy ever in the history of WW. That is me. So I claim that title because I cry all the time. I'm just a crier. But uh, I, I wasn't at that point, I was a little more frustrated with myself uh, because I knew that I had some some bad bad behaviors going on that kind of stuff. So where where were you like emotionally on that when you got there to, in 2015? Like how did how did you unwind that? I guess because you don't have to necessarily say kind of where your mental state was unless you're comfortable about saying that. But I just want to know like because there's gonna be a lot of people that would listen to this uh, episode and eventually and they'll see that oh she's kind of like me. So that's how. How did you unwind that? What, what, what was the success that kind of started that pattern? Um, well, I mean, as far as like where I was at, like um, I always talk about how no matter what my weight was, I was a happy person. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm just that way. I, yeah. I love 
joy and and finding happiness in life no matter how small that's just who i am mm -hmm. and so being positive and being happy i had a happy life yeah and i was a happy person so i you know sometimes i see people like posting uh like before and after pictures and completely tearing themselves down like mm -hmm. in their before yeah. and that's just not me like yeah. i i even at my heaviest i was still a happy i was still happy and yeah. and grateful and uh loving you know my family and life itself um so that you know fortunately did not impact i realize that it does impact some people mm -hmm. i'm not oblivious to that but for me it didn't which you know is great um but on the other side of that despite being happy i was not i lost my confidence mm. uh you know that just inner feeling of like the outside matches the inside yeah it it was there was a disconnect there mm. because i didn't feel that my appearance and my health overall really reflected who i was mm -hmm. and so it was kind of like it would help hold me back like that and so i yeah. got to the point where like especially for me was was i see myself missing out of photographs for years or i'm in the photograph but i'm hidden by people in front of me or objects or bags or whatever it is that mm -hmm. i could kind of like hide my body behind um because most of my weight i feel like yeah my face thinned out but most of my weight is was held on my thighs and my butt yeah so i kind of carried it like that and i still do i and that's just my body shape and that's okay but yeah. um you know for some reason at that time i was okay with having like my face in the picture but not anything else yeah. And so I, I wish that I had just gotten in the photo frame uh, for many of those years. That's why a lot of the times when I kind of post comparison pictures um, as, you know, to support myself on a journey, I really truly feel in those, those kind of uh, then and now pictures are very kind yeah. of motivational in that way. I don't have a lot of those photos. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of them are repeats because yeah. that's all I got. Um, or they're from my wedding day because mm -hmm. I was forced to be in the photo frame on that day. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, going back to kind of what you asked about where I was at when I first started, I was happy, but I had lost my confidence. And I mm -hmm. it, like after, you know, I was successful in my career. I felt like I was successful in motherhood. And yeah. I had my partner at the time, who's now my husband, um, you know just completely in love and just so many things to be grateful for my family everything but for some reason this weight loss piece i just couldn't get right yeah and so it was like it impacted my confidence after a while like what the hell yeah. is going on like yeah i can figure all this other stuff out but why can't this just click with me yeah and Turned out I've been doing it wrong for quite a number of years. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's where like, I was at. My confidence got hit pretty hard. Oh, I get that. So do you share how much you've lost on WW? Yes. 
So I maintain at 55. I lost okay. 60 and then I maintain my happy weight, like right around 55 pounds lost. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't ever share numbers. Um, I'm in my healthy BMI range. That's what I'm happy with. Yeah. Um, and the reason I do that um, is because I feel like people sometimes get stuck in a comparison game with numbers. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I get asked a lot, you know, like, how tall are you? How old are you? You know, people trying to figure out where they fit mm -hmm. along with, you know, my numbers. Yeah. And I just don't get into that game at all. Like, I don't, you know, I feel like there's such a large range of numbers where people can feel good in. Uh, that's really a personal choice. And I'm not going to put mine out there because I don't want, especially like Instagram is filled with young people as yeah. well that don't have the emotional maturity and other kind of complex development formed yet to where I don't want ever a young girl, especially anybody, but especially a young girl yeah. to kind of look and be like, oh, you know, like, that's where I have to be in order to be happy in order to be healthy. Yeah. No, you need to find it for yourself. Um, yeah. And I truly, truly believe that just for anyone, um, you know, and maybe it's outside of the BMI range that happens too. you know, that BMI range is such a <laughs> <laughs> developed by a mathematician you yeah know. so yeah. My, um, go ahead you know it's i feel like sometimes it's arbitrary and uh, honestly i feel like people can be happy and healthy at a lot of different weights yeah so i always tell people that bmi stands for be me instead so whatever whatever it is wherever you're I happy like if you're happy and and you're still 40 pounds overweight then be happy until you're not and then be happy at 38 pounds of weight or wherever, mm -hmm. you know, like if you're happy, then you're happy. And you're yes. Gonna, but you're, to be fair, yeah. piggybacking on that, I was happy, yeah. you know, 60 pounds overweight, but I was not healthy. Yeah. And I think that sometimes, you know, people can confuse that and think, Oh, well, you know, I'm happy here and that's great. You yeah. know, I think that that is really great, but there's the health factor that yeah. needs to come into play. And, yeah. you know, for me, it was, I want to live a long life and be there for my, I want to meet my grandchildren. I want to be able to play with them. I want to not feel terrible when I'm older. Yeah. Um, and there, I had a lot of reasons why. Yeah. But yeah. And I, those it, were just a few. Yeah. And I think truly that happiness, you can be happy about a lot of different things, but <clears throat> being happy with your weight, and how that is, I think a lot of times people discount that because it, it almost is either unattainable or unachievable or they can't see the path to it or whatever and don't realize that the path is actually obedience for the next meal. The path is the simple obedience for the next bite or even less than that, the next thought that I have. Bringing every thought into captivity so that you can actually allow that purpose for your life to be enacted uh, those kind of things, I think, are, are the things that you learn after a while of doing WW. It's not something you walk in the first day and like, oh, I'm going to get my mindset right. And then I'll lose weight. No, uh, it's how you get the food. So I'm just curious, like, what, what behaviors did you immediately start working on? You said the, the weekly topics were really crucial for you at the beginning. But over, you know, the first six months or a year, how did you change your food behaviors? 
um, tracking changed yeah. my food behaviors. Um, I overate. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I got overweight was I ate too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a foodie. I love food and I do like to eat a lot of food. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, let's face it. I didn't, I didn't get to Weight Watchers because I, I ate carrots and yeah. little portions, small portions of them. Um, so, you know, for me, tracking is what helped me learn about portions yeah. and what should be a right portion for me. Because after years of, you know, I, tr- I tried so many different diets, it kind of like really distorted my view of food and what was nutritious what wasn't what was allowed i had so many labels and like rules attached to food that tracking allowed me to erase those labels Mm -hmm. and remove the good and bad and it was just okay what do i like to eat how can I make this work within my points? And let's see, you know, like, and it was like, okay, it's like a bank account, you know, like yeah. I want to pay for it with this much, or do I want to spend this much? Like, is it worth it? All of a sudden, these things really didn't become as worth it as they used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that was the biggest thing for me was the tracking helped me get my portions in check. And it helped me kind of figure out, you know, uh, like I said, what was worth it. And at the time I had these plates, um, they were Weight Watcher plates and I still have them. Mm-hmm. And they had like a dotted design on them. And every meal that I had was on these, I had two plates and I would rotate them. I would wash yeah. one and then <laughs> use the other one. Um, and it was like divided up. That Do you know what I'm talking about? I've seen like The plate was like divided up in like quarter quarter and you're supposed to fill up half your plate with like fruits and veg Mm -hmm. and then you'd have a quarter whole grain and a quarter protein and it helped me visually i'm a very visual person if you couldn't tell from instagram i i love photography and i see things very visually um and so it helped me learn like okay this is how much i should be eating the plate itself was smaller than the regular dinner plates that we had i got rid of those um, and so, yeah, that, that helped me a lot. Awesome. Awesome. So did you, did you become interested in becoming a foodie and a cook post or are you always loved to cook? Like, that, that was I always loved to cook. Yeah. So did you it learn? It was something I did growing up. My mom taught me how to cook. Yeah. And that's why actually developing a recipe is quite difficult for me. People always yeah. ask, you know, like, do you have a recipe? Do you have a recipe? And it's yeah. like, it's really hard for me actually, because um especially now with where we have a lot of zero point foods that we don't yeah. have to weigh and measure i'm cooking like how i always used to a little of that little of that taste yeah. it all right stir it and it's a lot of the times i don't know exactly how much i put in of something yeah. Yeah. um but yeah my mom i have fond memories growing up in the kitchen my mom so yeah what where, where where did you grow up like where was home for you uh, it was kind of half and half. Um, I grew up my early childhood in Europe okay. and um, moved to America when I was 11. And I actually have like a few questions um, that I had. I put up a question box in oh, my yeah. Instagram stories um, 
to ask because since I knew we were going live tonight yeah. um, to ask if anybody had some questions I would answer them and I thought you could answer them with me as yeah. well for for your journey one of the questions was actually how old were you when you moved to to America and so oh, that okay. answers that question yeah. Yeah, I lost my accent uh, a long time ago, but it does come back. Like yeah. when I'm when I'm around my family, uh, it's like it's ingrained in my brain, you know. So I'll yeah. come back from a visit in England. Now, yeah, yeah, I think say things a little differently. A summer uh, you went over there, and you, I know you storied a little bit while you were over there, and there was there was definitely some difference in the enunciation and some words. <laughs> it's just like naturally back there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. comes back. <laughs> Absolutely, that's cool. Uh, any other questions you want to ask? Um, well, how about you? Have you always lived where you live now? Uh, no, uh, I grew up in Arkansas for the first uh, like 25, 30 years of my life. And then I moved to Tennessee, moved to Florida, back to Arkansas. And then I moved to Oklahoma in 2010 when I met my eventual wife. We got married in 2011. And oh, I've nice. lived here ever since. So a decade of living in Oklahoma. So. I suppose it feels like home now. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's the bottom of the bowl, but we're here, so uh, I enjoy living in Oklahoma. It's it's a good place to be. Um, so on your on your food, like, how do you handle food? Like, you you've been at Goal for quite a while now. Like, you got a couple of boys and a husband, and you're saying, like, how do y'all do it as a family? How do y'all do WWE as a family? Um, well, this is actually ties into one of the questions that was asked. Is um, uh, what's your biggest daily struggle and how did you overcome it? Uh, my answer is, is about basically eating with my family. Mm -hmm. I have two teenage boys and they're swimmers and they eat so much. Um, and my husband is like a bean pole. Like, yeah. and he just is like, he can eat so much and he doesn't put on any weight. And so, um, I just have to come to terms with the fact that I just can't keep up with them. I can't yeah. like, I can't eat like they do. Yeah. It just, it, you know, you like to think like, Oh, I can have whatever, you know, I'm playing, I can have whatever I want. Well, yeah, you can, but it's like, honestly, I cannot keep up with them. And it's, yeah. and I think that's my daily struggle is that, you know, like they're constantly, the kitchen is like a revolving door. Yeah. Um, and I try to implement the whole, like this kitchen is closed. Well, the kitchen is closed. Like, for me, yeah. <laughs> the boys are like always in there, like standing in front of the pantry, pulling things yeah. out. Um, and so, yeah, that's just been something that I've had to figure out is that in my husband, when he cooks, he cooks these very uh, rich kind of uh, cheesy things mm -hmm. that cost so many points. Um, so I've just had to learn, right. Well, when my husband cooks, I'm going to have a smaller portion. Mm -hmm. And I fill the whole plate with greens or something yeah. else. You know, it's like visually I've had to see it that way. Yeah. Um, and with the boys, you know, I just, I try, I don't snack when they do. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I have like a planned snack, but then all the other times I just have to, I drink tea or water yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the interesting thing, and I've talked to multiple people about this, especially ones that have spouses that aren't necessarily doing WW and maybe you said your husband's thin, so he doesn't need to, but uh, even spouses that do need to, that don't eat the same food. 
Like I have an example of a husband who was losing weight like crazy. His wife was following him and like seeing what he ate and ate the same things, almost portion for portion. Like that's not how it works. Your body is different. So that's why everybody has to do it for themselves. Mm. So I encourage anybody who hears her struggle. Yes, it, it may be hard, but you still have to do it for yourself. Even when you're like, doing it with someone so doing it alone is one thing but man doing it with somebody can even be a struggle too so mm -hmm. what well, a, and i eat differently than they do as well because don't eat meat um so i just i'm used to um i'm used to having a different meal yeah. or something a little different like i may have some things on my plate that are the same but i've just said you know what who cares what's on my plate as long yeah. as I'm sitting down at the family table and I'm enjoying to me, it's like completely changed to where it's not about the food anymore. It's mm -hmm. about the time that I'm spending at the family table and we're talking about our days and we're catching up and we're laughing. And that's what matters to me. I don't care yeah. if my meal is the same as what's on my, on the plate next to me. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's that time together that I really care about. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and then whatever's on my plate, is going to work for me because that's yeah. what I want for myself. Yeah, so. absolutely. And it's <laughs> the, the, the fruit of that is you have had to do the mental math per se and figure out what's worth it to you. Like even so far as to say, maybe I'll put myself in a situation where the food is not going to be right. And maybe I'll just totally abstain. I won't eat. I don't need to eat right now. I'm not going to die because I didn't eat this meal. I can wait. When I get home, I'll eat the right food. You know, that's that, those are those social situations where people think, oh, I'm in here and somebody's cooked for me and I must eat. And then you're eating things that is going to shame you or make you regret it or that kind of stuff. So that's a that's a, it's a strong thing to learn. I know it's hard for a lot of people to learn how to not eat when they're not thinking about what they're eating. Hey, I want to jump in here for just a second and take a pause and we'll hear from one of our sponsors. Thank you for joining us. We'll be right back. Now a message from our partners. Hey family, have you heard about my friend Lindsay? Yeah, the WW Pound Dropper. You know, she is amazing. She's a wife and a mom of three amazing kiddos. And you know, after a diagnosis of a life-threatening disease, she knew she really needed to make some changes to her approach in both food and in the kitchen cooking. So, after losing over 80 pounds on WW, which is amazing, for her, the recipe that got it all started, her zero-point plain Jane cheesecake. You know, those Greek yogurt cheesecakes, they're yummy. They are a staple of hers and mine. She now has endless recipes of all types, really, from stroganoff to chocolate no-bake cookies, from plain Jane cheesecake to sausage and cheese biscuits, and literally everything in between. The Pound Dropper Tribe is active, and they are a force. So you should join us. And if you want to, you can find Miss Lynn's at thepounddropper.com or on Instagram at www.pounddropper. Now back to our host, WW Phil. Bringing that whole thing of like seeing the moment of what I'm eating and, and assigning the value of it. How do, how do you feel like you did that for yourself? And I think a lot of that probably comes back and grows your confidence when you see that, oh, I can do this. Then mm -hmm. it's like day one. I can do this a month. I can do this six months. And then five years later, you're still holding rock steady right there as the rock star you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I, you know, I have slips. Um, just like anybody else. Um, so, so let's not get that confused, but, um, 
you know, it was a learning process for me because I come from a history, that history of restricting foods mm -hmm. um, before, most recently before I joined Weight Watchers, it was the low carb, uh, you know, fad. And yeah. of course, you know, I went from low carb to slow carb to belly fat. Oh, I'm wrong. But it was like, I was banishing like I, like breads mm -hmm. and carby things or whatever. And so lifting the restrictions is what's made all the difference for me. Yeah. You know, I talked about how, you know, I had to remove the labels and stuff. It was the same thing with restriction. All of a sudden when everything was allowed, mm -hmm. then it wasn't so glorified anymore. Yeah. And I could, I could see clearly to make the choices I wanted to make because it wasn't a question of, I couldn't have it. Mm -hmm. It was, do I want it? And what's the value in it for me? Yeah. Um, does that answer your question? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I, I think, I think there's clearly two approaches. Like there's some people can approach weight loss with the, you know, the bull in the China closet. I'm going to do this by golly. And there's some people that that whole mentality has already run its course and it doesn't work. And that's the people that have to realize that, oh, I need to try a little bit softer and do this with a little bit more of a slow, gracious approach to losing weight. And that's a, that's a smaller level of obedience that you have. You know, when you come in and do it like a bull, then you're going to tell yourself you're restricted. You're going to tell yourself you have to do this much activity. You're going to tell yourself all these things. And sometimes those don't come true, even though you tell yourself that. Uh, mm. That's why being able to actually dial it back and say, oh, what's the simplest thing that I can do? Well, the simplest thing I can do is eat within my smart points for the day mm -hmm. and then add those days up best out of seven, five or six out of seven, lose weight for the week, lose weight for the month and then continue on. So that's one thing about, I love about WW, no matter how simple you make it and smart points is nothing more than a simplistic way to talk about a calorie reduction in our day. But when you do it, it works. There's so many years and decades of historical data that shows that it works and people like you and that kind of stuff. I was curious, uh, you were talking about your boys a while ago. How do two teenage boys uh, like that their mom has almost 100,000 Instagram followers? How do they handle that? <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. They, no. <laughs> Whatever. They don't, they don't want to talk to your crowd, probably. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, it's never been about numbers for me i, I started i i use this account the same way as i did when i first started you know yeah. i've been lately i've been posting uh i posted a few uh uh recap like meals like all my meals for the day mm -hmm. because that's how it started for me yeah. you know this account yeah. has always been an accountability tool for me yeah um visually documenting my journey because yeah. that's who i am i like to document things and Absolutely. visually see things uh, yeah. plus i like the challenge of of the photography aspect of it yeah but um you know I, I, it used to be i would put i would post every single meal mm -hmm. every single meal because wow. i needed to see it i needed yeah. to see what it looked like i needed to that like double accountability of like getting it not only into my tracker but i needed it visually there too and i could go back to see because i was learning about like what foods were working for me and what mm -hmm. i you know i was exploring you know, it's really fun. Like you have to look yeah. at this whole journey as an adventure, right? It's really yeah. fun to explore what you like to eat and how yeah. you can make things healthy, but really fun at the same time, you know, like, yeah. oh, wow, I just totally made a pancake out of squash. Like, yeah, cool. <laughs> Whoa. Like, and it know, tasted great. I've always looked at it like that. It has to be an adventure.
Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I've been doing that lately is that, you know, for, for a while I haven't needed to post every meal, but yeah. I felt how, like recently does, I'm like, mm, I'm going to do that in quarantine. <laughs> how does it feel now? All these years later, five years later, to be the person standing in the room that is the expert. Um, I wouldn't consider myself an expert. I um, I feel like I'm always always growing, yeah. and there's so much to learn. Yeah. And so I I really feel like, and especially um, meeting new members that are coming in, and and people that have been members for a long time, I'm always learning something from somebody. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that's like the magic behind the yeah. Dub Dub family is that yeah. we all have something to offer in our own way, you know. Um, so so yeah, I definitely wouldn't consider that. But yeah. um, you know, somebody asked me uh, one of the questions that was asked was, "How do you stay motivated at Lifetime?" Um, it's been uh, so I reached my goal in December 2016 and did the maintaining for however many weeks, six weeks, yeah. And then you'd think I'd know that. Anyway, lifetime. Six weeks is one (laughs) pandemic long right here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, and and this, this time later, it's just, I've learned that all the things that I was doing when I was in weight loss mode, these are the same things that I'm doing in maintenance. Um, Just with a little less precision, I would say Mm -hmm. like um, maintenance, you're just building those habits when you're in weight loss. So you know what to do in maintenance pretty much. And if you don't look at it that way, then you're going to gain the weight back and you're going to have to start all over again because that's just how it is. If you, I always tell people, like, don't do anything in weight loss that you're not willing to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. Because you start doing all these little tricks. I've, I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. You know, doing all those things and restricting and making rules and all of this stuff in weight loss. And then guess what? Within a few years, you're back to where you started. Yeah. So you have to put in the work. And that's why my journey's never been quick. Yeah. I didn't lose weight quickly. That yeah. wasn't my intention. I didn't care how long it took me. It was, I was going to put in the work every month, every yeah. week in the workshops, and I was going to change my habits because then I can sustain them. Then I know right. what I'm going to need to do long-term. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I came up with the example the other day. I was thinking through my mind about um, the difference between food rules and healthy habits. And food rules are like the lines on a football field and healthy habits is just stay on the field. Or you can go all the way over here. There's all these lines. You can go from end zone to end zone. If you're staying in that healthy habit zone, you're doing well. Like, but food rules is like, you gotta stay on the line and all this stuff. And like, I, for me, it would just never have ever worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you just said this, this 10 things, you gotta do those. If you don't do them, they're like that, that kind of discipline would, would not have worked for me. It was. It was that growth that I had to do to find myself because rules were not the thing that was missing from my life. And actual understanding of how my body worked is the biggest thing that, that I was missing. And so I'm kind of curious like, um, to talk about, like, what do you feel like is your strongest component like in minds, the mindset thing? And then we can end up 
uh, talking about activity here in a little bit, but just how do you approach mindset? Like, what is it to you that allows you to, to feel like you're being successful, thinking about yourself or thinking about food or what have you? Mm, I would say that there's so many moving parts, really, yeah. to be honest. There's not one specific thing, I would okay. say, but um, I feel like it's important to realize that you're not going to be motivated all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that I get this question asked a lot is like, how do you stay motivated? I've lost my motivation. What do I do? And I think it's so important to just be okay with not being motivated. Yeah, sometimes, because it's gonna happen you it's impossible to be motivated a hundred percent of the time every day and that's where that daily routine those habits kick in yeah. because even when you're not motivated to do it it's just part of your habits and you mm. just do it anyway yeah and i feel like that's what's helped me keep going is despite the fact that, you know what, I don't feel like it. Cause I have mm -hmm. a lot of those, I don't feel like it days. Yeah. You just do it anyway. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's where my mind is, is that, yeah. you know, it's just this, what we're going to do. Yeah. And I have a very, um, I'm always envisioning things for myself. So, um, I would envision myself, um, at goal and what that mm -hmm. would feel like. Yeah. And, one of my whys um, that actually I made happen was um, I wanted life insurance for my family. Mm -hmm. I didn't qualify for life insurance because I was overweight. I was beyond the guideline for healthy weight. So I was too at risk um, to be covered for life insurance. And this was hit me really hard. It was after I got married and my husband and I, uh, we went to file for life insurance and did all the boring married things. And uh, he was, he could get life insurance and I couldn't. And it mm -hmm. was a shock. It was like, yeah. well, what do you mean? You know? And that was like, all of a sudden now I needed, it became, it wasn't just physical. It wasn't just, I was hiding in pictures. It was okay. Now we're talking health. Yeah. And because I felt fine. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was overweight, but I felt fine. Yeah. So it was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm still fine. Like, um, this isn't anything about my health. You know, I didn't have, you know, I was lucky not to have high blood pressure and all the cardiovascular risks and whatever else, diabetes and all this stuff that happens with being overweight. I was so lucky not to have that. Yeah. But it did. Finally, that was the first step to where it was like, you know what? Now we're talking health and you better get your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, okay, we're going to do this now. Yeah. Um, and so I envisioned myself getting those documents, getting that life insurance coverage and knowing that my family was protected. Yeah. I don't know why above all other things, this particular thing was so important. I think it's because they told me I couldn't. Mm -hmm. And when somebody tells me I can't do something, oh, there we go. <laughs> you better watch out because yeah. I'm going to show you, I'm going to do it and I'm going to turn around and dance on top of it. That's right. So, um, so yeah, I mean, and I was determined and those visions of like realizing the reasons why I wanted to do it. That's what it's, it's key in my mindset as well. Like right now I'm envisioning myself at the end of this quarantine 
And at the end of all this, when we're coming out of it and we're back in studios and we're with our members and we're with our friends and we're giving them tight hugs and everything, and I'm imagining how beautiful that's going to be and how good I want to feel. Yeah. I don't want to have 10 pounds to lose. Yeah. I don't want to show up at the workshop. I want my members to be proud of me and I want to be proud of me when I yeah. stand up there and I live this program and I live this lifestyle that means mm -hmm. so much to me because I want to be healthy. I want to feel good. I want yeah. to keep that going. And so I'm envisioning that at the end, how, how is that going to feel? What outfit am I going to wear? Yeah. You know, like, where are we going to go? Like all of this stuff. So I feel like that's a key part in my mindset is envisioning yeah. things for myself. I'm right there with you. I, I've kind of determined in my mind that I didn't want, want this to end. And I just had written off that period of time as like, just, it is what it is. And we'll get back started now because I, I, I think I might've thought about that for a little bit, maybe a week or so. Uh, but I weigh, I weighed this morning and I am a, at least a pound below what I was when we had our last meeting. And I'm very happy about that. There you I'm go. Like, I'm like, wow, like I'm, I'm going to keep continue to move the needle down. So like the next time I get on an official WW scale, there'll be a down. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's important to me. And I, I was, I did have those thoughts about whether or not I could give that up and just let that go. And then just deal with the consequences, you know, mm -hmm. uh, because there's a lot of people that do that for specific things that they value. That's like a trip, a vacation, a cruise, mm -hmm. those kinds yeah, of certainly. those are yeah. intentional. This one wasn't intentional. This one was mm -hmm. put upon us. So I, I think it's a, it's a healthy mindset to decide that there, there's a lot of people that probably aren't having that conversation with themselves. And we need to have that conversation. Is this something I need to refocus on? And if anything, I think that focus can be a healthy distraction from the craziness that's going on in our lives. Mm -hmm. Remember that it's not bad to put ourselves back as a priority, even in this craziest of times that we've all experienced. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. In fact, I found that like, I don't know about you, but I feel like I've been more active now yeah. than I was prior prior to the quarantine. Like my dog's never had this many walks. He's so yeah. tired. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've definitely ridden my bike more. Uh, and I definitely have done more at home exercises. And I've logged 50 times as many push ups as I normally would do. Nice. But I am not able to work out at home as hard as I work out at the gym because the trainer that I have at the gym is a former boxer and we go to town on that. So I think I'm going to uh, meet up with him tomorrow and we're going to do a one-on-one -on -one, uh, with him just kind of yelling at me. <laughs> so I might be out of shape and not be able to do it. But uh, I've been doing this stuff at home and I've never done that. I, I never worked out at home because I always just go to the gym. And so we got these little barbells and I posted like three videos and people loved them. Like this is so simple standing in front of a uh, kitchen bench and doing some squats and like you know, simple stuff. And I never really thought that that would be something people cared to watch. But it was, it was interesting that as simple as that is, it's just continuing to grow that obedience of moving your body because I felt good when that was over is as, as nine minutes as it was, uh, it still felt good to do that. And I think remembering those feelings can really help propel us forward into these coming days as you know, as every day you wake up and the news is like, well, the peak is now not till the second week of May or the peak is, you know, all the things mm -hmm. that just make you want to give up mentally. Uh, how, what, what are some of the things that you would say or advise other people to, 
to keep your mind present in those moments and stay positive? Um, I would say setting goals. Setting yeah. goals has always been a big part for me. Mm. Um, I was not an active person. Yeah. I was yeah, quite right. sedentary. In fact, I was like self-proclaimed like hater of exercise. I was just yeah. like, no, that's not my thing. Yeah. Um, I, in school, I was a musician I, and I kind of categorized myself in that bubble to where, you know, I, I did marching band and that was my exercise. Yeah. I played um, softball and stuff when I was younger, but it was more for the social aspect. I was never that good. Um, <laughs> my friends played so <laughs> I, I played basketball I was on the b team uh, you know yeah. I sat the bench most of the time but it was fun seeing my friends yeah you know but i just never found that passion in the competition side of mm -hmm. athletics and um, I, I still i wouldn't consider myself a competitive person yeah. um when it comes to that so um when i joined Weight Watchers, I realized that I couldn't just not exercise anymore. It was, it had to be part of the picture, but yeah. I couldn't be pushing back against it anymore. And what could I do? What did I, I didn't even know what I liked. Yeah. Like I was the person who said like, I'm not going to run unless somebody's chasing me. Like the yeah. cops are around or something. Like I'm not running. Yeah. You kidding me? Yeah. Um, and so I had to kind of turn around that thinking and, and, and include that in all of the things that I had to forget mm -hmm. um, about weight loss. And so I kind of had like a fitness journey right alongside the weight loss yeah. journey. And it just started out with getting a Fitbit. And okay. um, I would see how many steps I could get in a day. And then I would set a goal for myself like, okay, maybe I can do 5,000 today. And maybe I can do 6,000 next week. And so then it got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm going to try and do 10,000 every day. Yeah. And, um, and then my husband is a runner. And I always thought it was kind of romantic and cute if we could like run together. Like, yeah. That would be like fun to like something we could do husband and wife together. Yeah. You know, I'm imagining like, running in the fields holding yeah. hands like whatever you know but like i just couldn't run like i couldn't yeah. run for 30 seconds without completely being winded and and stopping so i thought you know what i'm gonna try that couch to 5k app okay. i downloaded the app and i started the program from scratch and i did intervals and um got to the end of it and Lo and behold, I was running and nobody was chasing yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, and it was fun. And, and now I choose to do it because I, it's like, it clears my mind and mm. I, I love it. And I still don't, I don't run very fast Yeah. and, and I don't run straight through either. I stop for walking breaks and that's okay. You know what? Yeah. I don't care. I'm not in, in a race with anybody. Yeah. I'm just having fun by myself, you know, or like with my kids running next to me, like it's fine. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that's what I do. And as far as setting goals, you know, it was like, okay, I'm going to run a 5k, um, for this. And now I run, um, I don't really enjoy those big events packed with people and trying mm -hmm. to find parking. And so I do, um, the virtual runs and I do one almost every month. Um, okay. 
And those I like because they help me set a goal to work towards. Mm -hmm. They help me keep training every week so that I don't lose my endurance. And I can run them on my own terrain and I get a cool medal at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I've always been driven by like the charms and yeah. medals. I need a reward. I'm like a kindergartner. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so that's what I do now. So setting goals helps me in that mindset. And it's just non-negotiable. Yeah. I have to think about what are my non-negotiables on this journey? Mm -hmm. And that's, I'm not going back. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna gain the weight back. That's just yeah. bottom line, I refuse. Yeah. And so how do I make that happen? And those are my non-negotiables. I need to track. I need to keep moving. Yeah. I need to sleep. I need to hydrate. Those basic habits, I need to keep up. What happens to you if you don't, if you don't eat right or if you don't get your exercise in? I just think of the next right thing I can do for myself. Yeah. Because I'm not going to get it right 100% of the time. Yeah. There's going to be things that come into the journey or that come into our lives that we throws us off and that's yeah. fine um i just think what's the next right thing i can do and i always track even if i'm in the negatives hundreds of negatives mm -hmm. i always track and I, it's just it's just a habit i just do yeah. it and it doesn't make me feel some type of way yeah about it it's food it's i've removed that that attachment between how it can make me feel guilt and feel yeah. badly because it doesn't have that power over me whereas it used to mm -hmm. and that, and yeah. so that's something i've been able to work hard on um it's been five years it's not it doesn't it didn't happen overnight oh no um no. do you how do you uh, how do you handle your tracking are you like a pre-tracker or by the minute tracker or all of it yeah. Sometimes I pre-track depending on what's happening in the week because there's so many moving parts in my life with my yeah. kids and work and whatever my husband's doing and everything and events. I don't always know every week if it's going to be a pre-tracked week or not. Sometimes yeah. I just have to go with it and go with the flow. Maybe there's a yeah. fundraiser we're going to. I don't know what's being served. Mm -hmm. But I generally know how many points I'm working with. Yeah. So if I just work with like maybe I pre-track my Mm -hmm. um, which is fine. I eat things that I like. I don't get bored. A yeah. lot of, there was a question, how do you get bored with eating the same healthy things all the time? I don't get bored because I really enjoy what I eat. Yeah. So I think that that's key. Like you need to find things that are nutritious, that are healthy, but that you really enjoy eating. So you yeah. don't get bored. Yeah. Um, I realized that the live is going to cut us off soon, right? Five minutes uh, or so? I think we probably, since I restarted and started again, we probably have like four to, four to five minutes. Okay. Because I could just keep talking. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Did you have any questions for me? Um, well, I was just wondering, um, weren't you playing music? Some you you play music? I do play music. Uh, so tell me about that because I'm a musician and oh. I was really intrigued. I heard you playing what was it, the guitar or the piano or what was I've it? done them all. So if you okay. really want to, if you really want to learn about WW Phil, <laughs> you can go over to the Instagram TV portion of my app and there's all kinds of things of me singing, singing when I was big, singing and playing the guitar, the piano, the drums. There's one of me playing Christmas song on the drums. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, so anyway, th those are all there. I've always been a musician since I was like 12. I've been playing in church all those years. 
uh, I lead worship at church. Me and um, Ginger, the shrinking mama, have started doing a church service on Sunday mornings during this pandemic because why not? We don't have nothing else going on on Sunday morning. So Very it's, cool. it's a lot of fun. But yeah, I, I, music has always been one of those things that like calms me down. Uh, it brings me like this perfect amount of joy. And I, I, I would say that beyond like wife or kid, like the thing that if someone was going to take something away from me, that would be the, the worst thing would be to take away music. Mm. Uh, it just, it just really lights my soul up. It gives me a lot of purpose. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I feel like that uh, music for me is definitely like the thing that gets me back to center. Like I can listen to some good music of almost any type. I mean, I'm not like, you know, Zach Wilde and Black Label Society or something, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, any type of music, really, I, you know, from Jimi Hendrix and blues and all of it. I, I love it all. Like I, I love going down to New Orleans. I love listening to real pure jazz and I love listening to all of it. Uh, church music. So um, do you remember what was your first concert you went to? Uh, George Strait. Nice. Yes, absolutely. It was uh, he he was at our state fair and I actually got to meet him and shake his hand. That's awesome. Yeah. And then I've been to hundreds of concerts in my life, but uh, the one of the ones that I got to go to as an adult was really fun. I got to see Garth, uh, so that was that was cool. I didn't get to see him when he first did his you know big famous uh, growing up tour, you know, like back in the '90s and stuff like that. But the, the couple of years ago when he did that revival tour and kind of came back out of hiding and stuff, I got to go see him. Then it was like one of the highlights of my life. And then I've seen Dave Matthews like ten or ten or eleven times. <laughs> I went through like about four or five years where I saw Dave every summer. That was like yeah. part of our summer tradition is we yeah. go see Dave. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, there's a, there's a lady that's in my Tuesday morning uh, workshop that is a member with me. And we talk about Dave all the time because her and her husband, they travel all over the globe to go see Dave. Like they go to these festivals where he plays three days in a row. Like they go to Mexico to see him. They go camping with him in Washington state and all kinds of weird stuff. I was like, I've never done that. But, uh, you know, it's, it's cool. Yeah. Like, give me some two step and I'll go for time. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Any other questions? I well, I just wanted to say thank you for yeah. inviting me to chat with you. It really, it's like, I don't know, it just made me feel special. So thank you very much for Absolutely. having Absolutely. me on and just yeah. being interested. I, yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. And you know, the, the reason I started doing this a year ago was just because there were so many people that I wanted to know more about and I wanted to find out how they did WW and if any of it could help me and that kind of stuff. And then it kind of became a thing where, you know, just talking and sharing is something that people, people want because like the last thing I want anyone to do from my personality is to think that you're alone. You're not alone. You have to do a lot of this yourself, but you're not alone. And I just want people to know that, man, you can you can chime in and hit. I'll answer all the DMs eventually or whatever. Like I give people my number to text. I want you to know, you know, and that's that's one of the biggest reasons why I started this is so that people would that I could connect with people that I knew that if they found value in me, that I could just share the love of them and that would help other people. So it's, it's just been the biggest blessing. So having you on is just like an awesome moment. I appreciate you. Thank you. So do we have anything in the comments that we need to answer you know, or? If you want to, we can. I never do. Like that's, just, I, I got distracted by that a couple of times early on. And, and then I realized that. I, I don't know how much time we have. Yeah, it'll just end. So I always just, it just ends. And then, uh, 
yeah, I'm, I'm starting now. To, all these will be on. Uh, so tell me now. I have a minute and fifty-seven seconds left. So it's, okay, it, all it, right. It's tough. A little <laughs> bit of time. I, I think that might be a new feature. I don't think it's always done that, but it popped up and said there's a countdown timer. So I can tell you when it's going to end now. But uh, yeah, so I've started putting these on YouTube so people can watch them uh, afterwards that don't get to watch because they're only on Instagram for an hour or for 24 hours. And then I'm also like rotating everything over to my podcast. So I'm going to have a podcast that's going to oh, watch yeah. soon. Okay. Yeah, so I'll probably have some more people on that as well. So I just love talking to people. So. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you used to live in the Northeast, and then you moved to Texas. When did that happen? Um, we moved August twenty eighteen. Okay. So it's been almost, it's been like a year and a half, okay. almost two years. Yeah. Okay. And that was <laughs> like for somebody's work. My husband's work. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. I've never been to connecticut or any of those areas up there so i hear it's beautiful the pictures are lovely <laughs> absolutely gorgeous yeah yeah every time i go back i'm like oh my gosh it's so green yeah <laughs> yeah <just> that. <laughs> so is that is that one of the only places you live those two places in the united states or you live in other, other places um i lived in indiana as okay. well yep uh indiana connecticut and texas okay so those are the three states and then um belgium and england mm. in europe <laughs> All right. I'm always like kind of like um, very curious about English food because everybody says that it's like not that good. But what, what's the truth about it? Is English food good? I mean, I would say French food is way better. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's, yeah. some, there's some things Five like seconds. that are awesome. Like Four Marmite. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks once again for listening to this episode. Sophie is so inspiring. I enjoyed our conversation so much. If you want to follow Sophie, you can find her on the gram at tracking is the new black. Thank you for joining. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the WW Phil podcast, your guide to feel good. This podcast is not sponsored or affiliated with WW or any other brand. All statements and opinions on this show are those of Phil alone. Those who follow the WW program can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Phil has lost weight on a prior program and continues to use WW.